A little breaking news on this Wednesday. Tiger Woods has committed to play in next week's PNC Championship in Orlando with his son Charlie. This is the first time we'll see Woods play competitively since the 2020 PNC Championship. Exciting news for the golf world. We will dive deep as golf today begins. Golf Today, brought to you by PointsBet. Typically a sleepy time in the golf world, not on this Wednesday. Tiger Woods committing to next week's PNC Championship. We will see Tiger play alongside his son Charlie for a second straight year. If you go back to 2020, it was a seventh place finish for the Woodses. They shot 62-62. They made three eagles. It was as animated as we have seen Tiger on the golf course in some time getting a chance to compete with his young son and the golf world excited again. This from Tiger Woods on playing in 2021, although it's been a long and challenging year. I'm very excited to close it out by competing in the PNC Championship with my son Charlie. I'm playing as a dad and couldn't be more excited and proud and the golf world excited as well. We can't believe we're announcing this in December in 2021. Shane Bacon with the great Jaime Diaz. And Jaime, just your thoughts after weeks of speculation. Well, it's just so very gratifying to see Tiger be able to swing and be able to play with Charlie, especially after things look so bleak back in February. You can kind of have your starts around some of the PGA Tour events, some of the major championships. We speculated for a long, long time as a new dad of a two-and-a-half-year-old, you know, yeah being obsessed with the game of golf and the sport of golf, seeing these moments, you know, seeing Tiger out there playing with his son, seeing any dad get a chance to play with his son. I mean, that's the goal. That's the joy. That's yeah. what I can't wait for <laughs> with my son, Henry. And, yeah. and this is what I've always been hoping for, is to get a chance to see Tiger back out there as a dad. I loved what he said there. I'm going out there to compete as a dad. He's going to get a chance to see what Charlie can bring to the golf course after a year of being out there in front of the cameras, which yeah. I think is very important to kind of see the reactions of his golf game as well. But as a dad, I mean, I think everybody's getting a chance to celebrate this. I know in my life, my most gratifying times have been playing golf with my dad over the years, father and son tournaments. And I think Tiger's most gratifying years before Charlie were playing with Earl. It's, so it's a full circle here. Yeah, it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun to see this next week on Golf Channel and NBC. When more for, on more on this with Tiger Woods, let's welcome in Rex Hoggard, who was on the ground last week in the Bahamas at the Hero World Challenge. And Rex, you had a front row seat to Tiger last week. You got to see him. You got to chat with him. What was your takeaway after spending a few days down there in the Bahamas? He was in such good spirits. I mean, having the opportunity to sit down with him on Tuesday, I mean, this is based only on the knowledge that we had. I covered the story. I went to Los Angeles in February. I saw the car. I read the reports from the doctors and spoke with medical experts. The outlook was not good. I mean, the idea that he could even be upright swinging, the video he sent out last month of just the wedge, nice easy wedge, I mean, that was stunning to me. But then you turn around and to sit down with him and hear him talk and how positive he was and just walk around the property and talk to the other players. And then on top of that, the rain sessions. I mean, they weren't intense. I don't think this is what we've come to expect from Tiger Woods, but it was very eye-opening. It was very encouraging, again, based on where we were. Rex, going back to those range sessions, you know, how far was the ball going? What was the speed like? Did it feel like tour golf? Did it feel like something less? How would you describe it? 
To get an idea, on Saturday I spoke with someone who was working with Tiger Woods, and it was the far side of the range at Albany. He teed off right after the final group teed off on the first hole, and they said it was about an hour-long session, and it included about 10 driver swings. So it's not intense, it's not what we've come to expect, and even Tiger talked about the ball falling out of the air much shorter than what he was accustomed to, but it was more speed than I would have imagined. It was more speed than what we saw in the video that he sent out, and I don't know that it would be anywhere near enough speed for a PGA Tour quality event where you have to play 72 holes against the best players in the world, but when he referenced maybe I could do it in a hit and giggle, we all started thinking about the PNC Championship and what that would mean to him. And you got the idea that it's plenty good enough for that. I, I covered the PNC last year. I don't know that they used many of Tiger's drives. Charlie was driving the ball really, really well. He got a huge advantage because he was playing forward tees. And I think Tiger could actually drive around in the cart for two days, conserve energy, putt, chip, maybe hit some approach shots. And it's really perfect for what I saw on that range, both Saturday and Sunday in Albany. Rex, you know, there's one thing posting a three-second video. There's another thing spending day after day out on the driving range with those big buckets of golf balls. These weren't the singular buckets you use to warm up before a round. I think everybody kind of took away that Tiger was moving towards something, and it feels like you really, really thought it was going to be the PNC. It feels like it, and I'll use this anecdote. We had a chance to ask Justin Thomas on Sunday what it would mean going back. He, of course, won it last year with his dad, Mike, and he put it in the context of, look, this is, as you guys were just talking about, this was one of the spe most special weeks of his entire career. Having his dad there, having his dad sink the winning putt, it was something he was never going to forget. Now, put it in Tiger's context, it was clear that Charlie always wanted to play this and that Tiger was going to push himself. We, we know how hard he pushes himself under normal circumstances, but just to have the opportunity to go out there and spend another few days, Jaime nailed it. I mean, this was very, very special to him last year. And I think given everything that he's done this year, to be able to cap what has been a very demanding, difficult, painful season with Charlie, I think it could be very special. Yeah, PNC has now become a must, much wash for sports fans, not just golf fans. Rex, we really appreciate the time and to kind of take you through Tiger Woods' timeline this year. I mean, involved in a single car accident all the way back in February. Everybody remembers that moment. Most significant injury and crash was to his right leg and his ankle. In a May interview, he said post-crash injuries and rehab had been entirely different in terms of what he has had to go through. Posted a three-second video on November 21st of him hitting a golf ball on a driving range that of course blew up the internet and then he made his first public appearance since his car accident on November 30th as host of the Hero World Challenge hitting golf balls on the driving range and and Jaime I mean we can say so many things about Tiger Woods but I go back to the goals of Tiger Woods as a young player and his goals were major championships and his idea was I'm going to catch Jack Nicholas. and I think we've talked so much about majors that we forget sometimes that majors aren't about the four golf tournaments I mean this is a major for Tiger Woods coming back from this and being able to swing a golf club again. I mean, you, he was asked about amputation and said it was on the table. You know, that was a question he was asked in his press conference to get Tiger Woods back to this position where he can make moves with a golf club and he can go out there and play golf again. To me, this is a major championship-like accomplishment. I think it does transcend the competition. It's about challenges in life, and he's had several. He's had, and he's come back uh, imperfectly, but he's come back with a great, you know, I think, sense of mission and purpose. And this one, I think, is even more focused because, you know, the hourglass is running out of sand here, and he's got his son involved, too. And I think he knows it means not a lot to him, but also to his son. And so he's carrying on an example. He's doing something, I think, that will be a big, big part of his legacy. If it happens to end up with successful golf, it'll be gigantic in terms of sports. But I think it's already been big in terms of life.
Talk about the things Tiger has proved over the course of his career. You go back to 1997, he proved he was different. We knew what he did at the USGA Championships to win those three juniors in a row and to win the three amateurs. We'd seen some amateur players not make it professional golf. Sure. And when he went out there and won that 1997 Masters, he proved that he was different. And then in 2000 and 2001, to me, he proved he was the most mentally tough athlete of all time. To win four straight major championships, those are things that just don't happen. To win four mm -hmm. majors in a career, I mean, these are what we're celebrating from the Brooks Kepkas and the Rory yeah, McIlroys yeah. of the world. 2008, he proved to me that he was the toughest golfer and toughest athlete alive. Mm -hmm. To go out there and play through the pain and the injuries and that playoff and extra holes and everything. And then in 2009, he proved that he was human. And you think about 2013, I think we all believed that the golf gods just didn't notice Tiger Woods. And you remember the ball off the flag stick <laughs> at Augusta National. Yeah. And you remember what happened with that. To me, he proved he wasn't above the golf gods. And now, again, we're just continuing to see Tiger Woods prove new things. And the fact that he's able to come back with what everybody said, doctors said, people that really, really know what happens with mm -hmm. these types of injuries, said about Tiger Woods in terms of walking, the fact that he's able to swing a golf club again, is just another line to the legacy that is Tiger Woods. You know, it's such a simple phrase, but getting it done, it's the hardest thing, you know. How do you do it? You know, I talked to Jack Nicholas about this, and it's something intangible, something innate, something he can't explain. He, like Jack would say, I don't, I don't know what I had. I don't know why I had it, but I had it. And I think Tiger has got it, and I think he wants to use it to the, you know, the greatest degree possible. And these tests in life, you know, are further, you know, just... Uh, validation of who he is and an, and an ability to show something special. I think he is motivated to be a special person in history. And this, even though it, you, know, you, you never want the circumstance to repeat, is an opportunity for that. And I think it further motivates him. And I think it's a chance to show his greatness even more. And I think he is driven to show that, you know, I am a singular person in history. Uh, and not necessarily in egotistical ways. I've been given a gift that I want to use the most. I want to do the best I can with it. Uh, certainly on the golf course for a while, it looked like he was bulletproof. It looked like he was just going to arc, no adversity. Now that adversity's hit, it's added an extra dimension. And it actually makes him more admirable. I think in some ways, Tiger's more popular than he's ever been. I agree with you on that. I've been reading Kyle Porter's great normal sport book that he put out, kind of recapping the 2021 season. He had a quote in there from Steph Curry. Steph Curry said, I have a lot to accomplish. I don't have anything left to prove. There's a difference there. And for Tiger, currently where he's at, I don't think he has anything left to accomplish in this sport. He's right. done so many things, and I don't think anything he has anything left to prove. I love the end of that quote. You know, I'm, I'm playing as a dad. And I'll take yeah. you back to a quote from 2020, because you heard Rex say it, and you mentioned it as well. I mean, this is a very, very important thing for Tiger Woods. And if you go back to 2020, playing alongside Charlie, he said, I don't think words can describe it. The fact that we were able to have this experience together, it's memories for a lifetime, Jaime. I mean, this is something so different for Tiger Woods to get to go out there and compete with his son. We've heard LeBron James talk about hoping one day to get to play basketball with his son in the NBA, which just yeah. doesn't seem like it's something that we can even understand. And for Tiger Woods to be able to compete on a golf course with cameras around and see his son pull off those golf shots, Tiger's not out there to prove anything with his golf game. Mm -hmm. He's out there to let the world see Charlie and see what Charlie's able to do. You know, you think about the life lessons that sons and fathers share, fathers sending them down with their sons. But think of all the golf lessons he can teach him. I mean, he loves golf, Tiger, as much as he loves anything other than his son, probably, and and, there he, and his daughter. The point being, you know, this is the thing that he lives most intensely, he's thought about more than anything else in his whole life, and now he can impart it to somebody, Charlie, who actually loves golf, too. And, he's, you know, you can't force that on a kid. So this fortuitous, you know, partnership in the game that's going to go forward, it's going to give Tiger so much more meaning and fulfillment going forward. 
And this, these moments will be the ones they cherish the most because they were the beginning of putting him in the arena, the same arena where Tiger Woods has done something that's so extraordinary. Other athletes admire him as maybe the greatest athlete. Tiger is one of the toughest match play players of all time. The only match play player that might have a better record is Father Time, and it sure feels like Tiger just won a hole on Father Time <laughs> in this yeah. whole kind of life lesson that we've seen with Tiger Woods. And we're excited to watch the coverage, that coverage of Tiger Woods in the PNC Championship will begin Saturday, December 18th at 1.30 on golf, and then it moves to 2.30 on NBC. Tiger Woods will be back on the golf course playing along his son, excited to announce it, excited for this to exist in 2021. And a reminder, that is December 18th, 1.30 p.m. on golf. Much more about Tiger Woods as Architect Week also continues on. We've got Christine Frazier joining the show up and coming name in golf architecture. We'll talk about her journey to the world ranks in architecture and then plenty more on Tiger Woods Golf Today just getting started. Golf Today, brought to you by PointsBet. This season, don't just bet, live your bet life. And Srixon, introducing the new Z-Star Series. Need a soft, fast, responsive ball? No problem. And by Skechers. Be comfortable with Skechers Go Golf Elite 4 Victory Footwear worn by Matt Kuchar. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Back on golf today, big day in the golf world as Tiger Woods has committed to play in the PNC Championship with his son Charlie next week in Orlando. You can catch that coverage right here on Golf Channel and NBC a look at the tweet from Tiger Woods although it's been a long and challenging year very excited to close it out by competing in the PNC championship with my son Charlie this the line everybody needs to pay attention to I'm playing as a dad and couldn't be more excited and proud we're excited as well cannot wait to see Tiger out on the golf course well it's also architect week on golf today one of the architects making headlines as she continues to break new ground Christine Frazier grew up playing golf in the NCAA Division one varsity golf circuit in Florida in 2014 she completed her master's degree in landscape and architecture she spent five years in England I mean the resume is one that you cannot mess with a look at some of the social impact offerings 
for Frasier Design, you see design for women and girls, disability, accessibility, that considerations designed to encourage long-term participation of more senior players, recruitment and retention of new and next generation golfers, environmental water management, drought tolerant planting, all of those things kind of looking ahead in terms of design. And she joins us now. We really appreciate you taking some time and joining us. And I think it's worth starting with how you were introduced to the world of golf architecture. When and how did your journey begin? Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to be here. Um, my mother introduced me to the game of golf and um, her and her family designed and literally built a golf course in the 70s. And it's been in our family since then. And that was my introduction to golf. And it just it just captured my attention and my passion. And it's just been it's just been just part of me ever since I was really young. Christine, you've spoken about how Alice Dye, who often contributed to her husband Pete's designs, was a model for you as you dreamed of being a golf architect. Do you think good women players might actually have an advantage in terms of conceiving a course that best fits the average male player? I do. I think our, our perspective as women is nuanced. It's different than one of, a, one of a man's. And I think it's really valuable and important. And the experiences that we have, especially on the LPGA Tour, would certainly be a positive impact to, to golf course design. On your website, you ask an important question. Can diversity and inclusion within the golf industry be expanded through design? So I ask you the question that you asked, can it? Yes, is the answer. Unequivocally, yes. Um, and I think that hasn't always been the case in golf course architecture up to this point. Um, and that's the work I'm in. Um, I, I've, I've been really trying to explore how to make this possible. And it's more than just a social impact offering in terms of a socio-cultural inclusivity and diversification of what a golfer looks like. Um, that's certainly a consideration of, of women and girls and seniors and, and how they navigate the golf course and the infrastructure that they require to do so um, equitably and enjoyably. But there's also an, a, a second part of that 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 I think is more pressing and, and really, really important as we move forward is, you know, as as we deplete our water sources, um, we have to make sure that golf has a strategy in place to allow for the everyday person to play golf so that it doesn't become too expensive and and regain its exclusive you know, exclusivity that we've we've come to understand about golf. How much is your time in Europe, especially studying classic courses like Sunningdale, Royal Birkdale, and La Hinch, influence your style? It very much has. I, I'm such a proponent of firm, fast, fun, exciting, unfair golf. <laughs> I love the ground game. I think it allows every different type of player to to have a chance of making some great shots. Uh, and it just that that idea of strategic design really appeals to me and I and I think that's I've, I've taken that with me forward and and thanks to Martin Hotry and the experiences that he's provided for me have really really impact the way that I think design could be done best what's a golf course an architect kind of the way they lay out golf courses that you think you're going to resemble or you like to replicate when you're doing some design I like I like um, I like this idea that we're sort of trending toward of scaling back golf courses we've we've seen it really expand into this maximalist design and i i like the i really like the idea of smaller footprint smaller impact um forward tees 
less less human intervention required. So I, I like that. I think that's going to be important going forward. You know, you're such an inspiration for women around the world, a true trailblazer in this business. What's a message that you'd give out to young girls out there maybe wanting to do what you're doing? That's that's a really great question. Thank you for asking. I think um, don't be afraid to be the only woman in the room because this is an industry that that's very likely will happen many times during your life and your career. And so um, say yes to that turf turf management program. Say yes to the golf architecture program. Um, say yes to joining the crew at your golf course. Just, you know, don't be afraid to be the only woman in the room. And and hey, give me a call. I'd love to I'd love to hear what you're thinking. Your website is so enlightening. It really is a breath of fresh air, kind of reading about some of the processes that you go through, what you have to say about this sport, and some of the ideas that maybe male golfers don't think about. So congrats on all the success. We really enjoyed chatting with you, and we hope to talk to you soon. Thanks so much. When Golf Today returns, we continue to break the news and react to Tiger Woods, 15-time major champion, returning to the golf course that is next week in Orlando. Todd Lewis will join to discuss. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag and Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Oh, there will be hitting, and there will definitely be giggling. We will see Tiger Woods in action again next week at the PNC Championship in Orlando. Tiger will play alongside his son, Charlie. You can watch coverage of Tiger Woods in the PNC Championship Saturday, December 18th at 1.30 on golf and switching to NBC at 2.30. Everyone excited about the news dropping today, including our own Todd Lewis. Todd Lewis always monitoring what's happening in and around the world of golf, including Tiger Woods. And I got to ask you, Todd, how important has this event been on Tiger's radar? You know, it's been on his radar for a little while. We saw Tiger at Albany at the back of the range during the Hero World Challenge, hitting some golf balls, including driver. But he had already started thinking about playing the PNC Championship prior to arriving in the Bahamas and hitting some balls at his home in South Florida. And after the Hero World Challenge, the plan was to go back to South Florida to his home continue to practice and to play some golf, albeit in a cart, to make sure that his body would be ready to go and there were no setbacks. Obviously, there were no setbacks, and Tiger Woods has committed to play the PNC Championship next week. Now, 
this is based a lot on the inspiration from his son, Charlie, who had a wonderful time playing alongside his dad last year at the PNC Championship. Um, Charlie is quite competitive, a very good young golfer, as you can see here. As a matter of fact, this was a special moment. It was on this hole, the par five third. Charlie hit his drive there, hit his second shot there, and then in front of his dad made his very first eagle. This was all by himself. And and you watch the action with Tiger here, and it was a special moment for him. And so Tiger was inspired to try to get his game somewhat ready so they could come back and do this again. And, and I can promise you Charlie was pushing him to do so. So just as Tiger said, he is going to play as a dad in this event. I want to caution a lot of fans out there. Sure, this is exciting to see Tiger coming back and playing again, but don't use this as a measuring stick as to when we expect to see Tiger Woods compete on the world stage again. Don't think he could be teeing it up at Torrey Pines or at Riviera or at Bay Hill or at the Masters. He's not there yet. I mean, just walking 72 holes is still very much a challenge for him moving forward. He's not there yet. But for him to come out and play and experience the, these moments once again with his father is very, very special. Todd, with Tiger sort of ramping up the atmosphere, <clears throat> what do you think the competitive environment at the PNC will be? <laughs> well, I talked to uh, an official at the PNC Championship, and they do have a few tickets still available, and I can promise you they will be gone now. Uh, but they are very excited to have Tiger and Charlie back once again. In regards to the actual competition, now, the, the competition is Saturday and Sunday. It's on the weekend. It's a 36-hole event. But there is a pro-am component Thursday and Friday, and talking to officials, Tiger has committed to play Right now, at least one of those pro-am days, he may play both, but that's still to be determined. And then there's the teeing grounds as to where Tiger and Charlie will play. If you remember last year, Charlie played some pretty forward tees. He played roughly 5,800 yards. And at the age of 11, he could hit a drive about 200 yards. And Tiger rarely hit off the tee. Well, the rules officials will determine uh, Charlie's game, and he may play a little longer or a little further back this year. Um, and then there's Tiger Woods. I mean, Tiger, obviously you heard him in that soundbite. He doesn't have the pop uh, because of his condition right now. Um, Tiger may not be playing in the same tees as Justin Thomas. Well, they may actually move Tiger up a bit as well. But the rules officials, rules committee will make that determination a little later uh, next week. Great, Todd Lewis. We appreciate the time as always as we continue to get reaction from the golf world about the Tiger Woods news. And Jaime, what you're seeing from the golf world is excitement. I mean, this is what people had hoped for. I mean, there's always doubt when it comes to great athletes. There's always time to kind of sit around and doubt what they can still accomplish mm -hmm. and what they can still can do. And I think everybody from February on was just hoping that we'd see Tiger in any form. And the fact that we're seeing Tiger in front of a microphone talking about his golf game yeah. on a driving range hitting golf balls and now getting a chance to go out there playing with his son as a dad is, is very, very special for everyone. It is a triumph, you know, you know, period. That's it. There, there really doesn't have to be any more qualifiers. And I think Todd makes a great point that, you know, let's just put on the brakes. And, I mean, I'm guilty myself is like projecting forward. But I do want to see how Tiger looks. You know, <laughs> I want to see that golf swing. I want to see, you know, as we would any athlete coming back, a prominent athlete, you know, has he lost a step? Is something different? 
And to this point, it doesn't look very different. Now, once the bell rings, it's always different. Uh, father and son, not a PGA Tour event, but I think there'll be a little extra scrutiny, a little extra intensity in his performance, too. So that's, you know, captivating as well. But overall, it's just a celebration. That's how I look at it right now. One of my favorite lines from Tiger's press conference, he said, you know, I'd chip and putt anybody right. out there. And he's mm -hmm. talking about PGA Tour players because he's, he's talked openly about not having the pop, not having mm -hmm. the speed, not being able to hit the ball nearly as far as he needs to be able to hit the golf ball right now to compete on the PGA Tour. We're not talking about the PGA Tour. We're yeah. talking about getting in a golf cart with yeah. your son mm -hmm. and playing a little bit of golf and not having to hit every tee shot, you know, not having to hit every iron shot, yeah. getting to read putts for Charlie. I mean, these are the special moments. As much as it is to see an eagle putt drop, is to be in a competition, to be in these types of moments, and at times caddying for your son, because you have Tiger Woods yeah. at times <laughs> as your caddy. And you're going to see those types yeah. of discussions. We're going to hear those types of discussions on the broadcast. I mean, to me, that's the special part of this, because there's not a lot of sports that offer this type of window into seeing it. I mean, rarely are you going to see Roger Federer out there with his daughters playing doubles tennis in front of TV cameras. But to see Tiger Woods, of all people, getting a chance to play with his son and getting a chance to play with his son in 2021 these two days are going to be the celebration. Offhand, I can't think of any other sport other than a couple where, you know, a, a son comes at the very end of his father's career. Uh, this could, you know, be a, still a, a lifetime association here. They, they could be playing in this thing for the next 25 years, you know, and that would be wonderful too. But, you know, I would, I would say, though, Tiger's very good at playing possum and very good at lowballing. And, you know, I don't have any pop. The ball's falling out of the air. These are all relative terms, you know. Maybe it's not peak Tiger. It's still, I bet, pretty darn good. That's my bet. I think he's going to still look better than we expect once more. You're, you're saying there's a little Bill Belichick in this? You're, you're <laughs> saying uh, don't give any bulletin board material to anybody out there? I mean, it's a good point. You know, Tiger was always the guy that said yeah. forever that I'm not showing up to a golf tournament unless I can win. Mm -hmm. And that, that kind of narrative has changed over the last yes. few years because there's been so many obstacles for mm -hmm. him to overcome. And the narratives at times have been, I'm trying to get my feels back and I'm trying to get my speed back. Yeah. And then what happens in 2019? The quiet Tiger Woods guy snags a green jacket. And so, yeah, again, looking ahead, yeah. I don't think it's what we should be doing today. Mm -hmm. But the possum part of who Tiger Woods is, he knows everything he says is going to be across everything in social media and it's going to be made in an Instagram post and it's going to be talked about on shows like this. So there's no reason to let the, the golf world and the sports world into that yet. But if Tiger's hit that many golf balls at the Hero, <laughs> right. think about what's happened in the backyard right now. Absolutely, and in his head, too. But I think he's publicly under-promise, over-deliver. You know, exceed expectations. Set up the narrative so that you can win and psychologically take the pressure off. And I think he's just really good at the, the way he controls not just his physical game, but his mental game. He doesn't need the baggage of saying, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. No, just watch me and don't expect very much and watch me just blow by it. He's already done it these last two months. You know, that that was a blow by and I expect others. Going to be interesting to see what Tiger does around greens, mm -hmm. right, with kind of the pitching. I mean, you know, I don't think we credit Tiger enough for the short game throughout the course of his career, his ability to hit different golf shots. You see some of the videos that brands push out there at times where Tiger's explaining to players like Rory McIlroy and Jason Day about the way he hits golf shots. There's a famous one Taylor made posted where Jason Day goes, can you say that in English? Like, I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about with these types of golf shots. I mean, I'm sure Charlie hears this all the time from his father, and we're going to get to see those two, wow. you know, converse about golf and talk about competition and be in a golf cart and celebrate because some of those reactions from Tiger last year, the hugs oh, yeah. and the high fives and the look on his face, so we never saw that from mm -hmm. Tiger about himself. It's so hard to celebrate yourself when you're doing great things. Tiger was so excited to celebrate what his son was able to pull off. As great as Tiger is, he's never been a braggart. 
You know, he's let, he's let his clubs do the talk, and that's the way he was taught. That's the way he gets the most satisfaction. And as far as the short game, since he's had the backyard and since he's not been as physically capable of hitting a lot of golf balls, I think his short game's gotten more more virtuosity, gain more virtuosity. He, he, I think he loves the art of it. He loves different shots. He always liked that as a kid. And I think now he's become the short game guru among these young players who are a lot of them are power and don't have that finesse. I mean, JT, I think in large part has it because he's been around Tiger. Bryson should hang around Tiger a little more. Yeah, hitting all those types of different <laughs> yeah. golf shots. High, low, a lot of spin, mm -hmm. different golf clubs. Jaime, this has happened so fast. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it seemed like, what, a month, month and oh, a half absolutely. ago where, mm -hmm. you know, we were, we were talking about Tiger abstractly. Who knows what's going to happen with Tiger going forward? The video gets posted. And all of this stuff seems to happen so quickly. Are yeah. you surprised by the speed of all this? Sure. Yeah. But when I look back, he's just astounded us so many times. The speed of his comeback in 2008 after, you know, having knee surgery and then going to Torrey and winning that is amazing. And it's put such a nice bow on 2021. Uh, you know, really, it's been a great year, but now it's really an exceptional year. You know, the beginning of something extraordinary once again. Not sure if you know this or not, but the PNC Championship is kind of a hit and giggle. And you can ride a golf cart and it's a very short golf course. <laughs> I don't know if you know that or not. Well, it's, it's short, on NBC. It's, it, is, by the way, it's short, short, for, it's short for Charlie. <laughs> no, it's on, not no. short for where I'm playing. I'm, I'm, I got to play back there with, with Justin, you know, and I'm hitting half as far as he does. When you guys played in that, I think you used Charlie's drives, what, 15, 16 of the 18? Well, he carried me. Oh, Steve Sands was trying. He was trying <laughs> to get a commitment on air from Tiger Woods. Well, we have it now. Breaking news on this Wednesday. Tiger has committed to play in the next week's PNC Championship in Orlando with his son, Charlie. This will be the first time we see Tiger since the 2020 PNC. A look at the timeline over the last year involved in that single car accident back in February. Significant injuries to the right leg and the ankle, he said in a May interview, entirely different animal and then of course he posted that three second video on November 21st and the internet it broke and then he made his first public appearance since that car accident on November 30th as host of the Hero World Challenge that he had a whole bunch of golf balls. Tio Sodeman the tournament director at the PNC Championship joins us now and Tio what has it been like the last few weeks as you prepared for the possibility of Tiger and Charlie playing? Well, very exciting. You know, I've uh, I've been hopeful all along. I thought that uh, you know Tiger would certainly uh, try to get back and uh, and play for Charlie, and uh, we're very very happy that he's going to join us next week. All right. As far as media requests go, what was the number say last week, and what do you anticipate it'll be say next week? Yeah, there were a bunch that were anticipating, so we got quite a few last week, but uh, today has gone a little bit crazy. <laughs> Are you so you're having to turn people down? Is what you're telling me? Well. Uh, how much extra infrastructure will be needed to facilitate what we expect to see from Tiger? Well, we, uh, we've been anticipating, hopefully, that Tiger would come. So we, we were planning that, and uh, we had limited our spectators from the beginning to make sure that the experience for the players and the spectators remain uh, top-notch. So um, the infrastructure will change a bit, uh, most likely parking, but uh, the rest of the infrastructure, we're in pretty good shape. Tio, more than 25 years ago, this tournament was the idea of Alistair Johnson of IMG. And in my mind, the best idea for an off-season tournament since the Skins game I mean, even surpasses it. And so well executed. Do you consult with Alistair about what this tournament is and should be? And how will it evolve in the future, do you think? Yeah, um, I've been here nine years. And Alistair Johnson uh, thought the idea up 25 years ago. And it's been fantastic.
uh, working with Alistair and really understanding his vision and uh, uh, bringing he, he and John Miller's vision to life. Tio, Tiger hinted in that interview with Steve Sands, you know, I'm going to have to play the same tees as Justin Thomas if I play in the PNC. Will he be playing the same tees as Justin Thomas, or do you foresee a situation where Tiger maybe moves up? Well, every year we consult with the PGA Tour officials, and we, uh, we try to make it as fair and competitive as possible. So uh, we're working on that situation here in the coming days. Well, Tio, we really appreciate the time. Good luck next week at the PNC. We will all be watching. Thanks, God. Appreciate it. I mean, anticipation is important when you're a tournament director, but, uh, I mean, I can only imagine the media following that is going to come with this. I mean, Tiger being back on the golf course, we can call it a hit and giggle or whatever the terminology follows us around. It's in a golf cart. You know, you're playing kind of a scramble format. But when Tiger's holding the golf club, it is news, and it will be news, and you will see outlets covering this thing like it's a major championship. This will be one where in the old days they would send a beat writer and a columnist. And I think you might see a lot of columnists, whoever's left in newspapers, they'll be there if they're, if they're big-time sports columnists because it is something that the average sports fan is hungry for, the golf fan, of course, but everybody. And so it is special, and uh, it's funny that it would occur at a, you know, hit and giggle, but it's not a hit and giggle in terms of what it represents. It represents the greatest golfer of the last, certainly, uh, 50 years and maybe forever um, at a very, very important juncture in his life. And everybody wants to see how, how he responds and how it all evolves. Jaime, we're talking about one of the great golfers of the last 50 years. And, and, and I'm going to give you a compliment here. But you're one of the great writers <laughs> of the last 50 years, if not one of the great writers in the history of this sport. If you were going down there to write on this, mm. if you were going to pick up the pen and go down there and cover this in 2021, how would you approach a story that involved Tiger being on a golf course but not exactly going out there to be competitive? Well, I try to talk to, I guess, everyone that I could that had seen him and knows him because he was he would not give you a lot you know and I think he'd want his club to, to do the talking and I think just talking about everybody he, he who knows him as well as possible uh, and and get their impressions and paint some kind of portrait hopefully but um, I think also just pay really close attention to to the details of how it all evolved and, and look for those little telling moments hopefully that that say something about the man and say something about the game going forward. Yeah, when Tiger gets serious. I mean, when is that going to happen on the golf course? When are you going to see that moment, kind of those piercing eyes like we saw in the video from 2020 where you could see Tiger kind of channeling the, the Tiger of 97 and 01 and 05 and 08 because it will happen. I mean, he can't, he can't, can't help, help it. it. I mean, we've talked about it with Michael Jordan at times. I mean, you just can't go play one-on-one -on -one basketball with Michael Jordan because at the end of the day, it's a basketball and he's going to want to beat you. And with Tiger Woods, no matter what he says, going into these types of things, when he has a golf club, in hand, I mean, he understands the artist and the maestro that he is. You know, Hogan said, you know, I don't play jolly golf, and Tiger doesn't know how to play golf that's not focused. I never saw him as a junior any time not give the shot full attention. And he always says it's the most important thing in my, in my life at that moment. And he told Charlie, because Charlie was having little anger issues playing junior golf, which is not unusual. It's such a frustrating game. And he said, look, you've got to get rid of all that before the next shot. It's more important than breathing, being ready for that next shot. And that's how he that's how he played it because he did have his temper moments, but they were dissipated quickly. He knew how to get ready. And it's just so in him. He doesn't want to play golf any other way. He's going to go out there and play golf as a dad. That's the quote that mm -hmm. he said. That's the quote that is sticking with us with us. Tiger Woods as a dad playing golf next week on television with his son. Of course, you can catch that the PNC Championship December 18th and 19th coverage Saturday at 1:30 on golf 230 
on NBC, and we will have it covered for sure. Still to come, a special guest as we continue Design Week. Brandon Johnson, who worked alongside the great Arnold Palmer, joins next with more on the latest work from Arnold Palmer Design Company. Back on golf today, and this was the three-second video that got the golf world buzzing back on November 21st. More than 7.6 million views, hinting at a possible return, which we now know is going to happen at the PNC Championship next weekend in Orlando alongside his son, Charlie. Statement from Tiger Woods. Although it's been a long and challenging year, I'm very excited to close it out by competing in the PNC Championship with my son, Charlie. I'm playing as a dad and couldn't be more excited and proud. We're excited here as well. Tiger back on the golf course. Speaking of golf course, it is Architect Week. Tiger threw a wrench in Architect Week for a second. We're back on track. Brandon Johnson has worked closely through the years with the King as a senior architect. He has more than 20 years of experience working for the Arnold Palmer Design Company and there are 10 tenants of the Arnold Palmer Design Company that we follow. Beauty, strategy, risk, reward, fun, or excuse me, sustainability, environmental stewardship, growth of the game, variety, simplicity, preservation, all of those things incredible to go with what Arnold Palmer has been able to do. And we are welcomed now by Brandon Johnson. Brandon, your resume is unmatched. A master's degree from Harvard, endless hours studying classic design, time spent all over the world. What has been the single most important piece of advice that you have received that has helped you in this life that you've dug out? Wow, that's a really interesting question. I mean, there's so many people that have helped me along the way. Um, you know, I think it's just be kind to people, uh, work hard and, and strive and, and work for your dreams. Um, you know, always find a way to get there. Brandon, how did Mr. Palmer demonstrate awareness and understanding of your position as an African-American in the golf industry? He just treated me like anyone else. Uh, you know, he was wonderful. He gave me an opportunity. Uh, you know, he believed in me. He mentored me. Um, you know, he was so willing with his time and his his wisdom, you know, around the game. And, and I'm forever grateful for that. Uh, Brandon, what's the pressure like carrying on the legacy of Mr. Palmer in terms of design? What's it like carrying kind of that weight day to day? We certainly don't think that. I mean, I love golf. Uh, I love playing. I love design. And so I can't think of anything better than to wake up every day and dream about golf, dream about golf holes and uh, find fun, interesting ways that we can, um, you know, kind of tempt players and entice players and, and make them have a fun time on the golf course. So, um, you know, there's, there's, I don't think there's any pressure. It's just a fun, fun job to have. And I'm so, so grateful and lucky to, to be able to do this. Brandon, you majored, excuse me, minored in music at North Carolina State. How do you think your knowledge of music informs your artistic conception of a golf course? I think there's a, a similar creative process um, that goes along with it. If anything, for me, the ability to listen to music uh, draw inspiration from music. Uh, you know, it can be quite emotional. You know, that helps me. It helps me free the mind. Um, Brandon, can you give us your best Arnold Palmer story? I know you've got a few. 
there are a lot of, of great Arnold Palmer stories. I, I think, I mean, there are a few that are, that are personal to me. Uh, I think one, when my kids were able to meet uh, Mr. Palmer, we were up in his office and they got to sit on his lap like he was Santa and uh, or, or their grandfather. And, and he was just so nice to them. You know, asked them if they played golf. Uh, they, you know, made little air swings in, in front of them. He could take their swing and, uh, you know, signed a Bay Hill scorecard. It might have been the only time that I saw him refuse uh, an autograph because, you know, my daughter got the uh, scorecard signed and then turned it over and then didn't see the signature and asked him to sign the other side. And he just said, well, I've already signed it. <laughs> signed it once, no I need to sign it again, right? Yeah, I, I think most... Interesting. I mean, there are so many stories about him, but when we talk to people, uh, you know, in the field or on the phone, it's always incredible how many Mr. Palmer stories people have, and uh, um, several of them. And and there are a few in common. Uh, one, someone's really excited to tell you about the story. Two, they're probably smiling. And three, they're laughing, and the person. Self, we're laughing when we hear the story because he always made people feel comfortable. Um, you know, he, he wanted people to laugh and, and enjoy uh, their time with him. And I think, you know, him as a golf course architect and what he has tasked us to do as golf course architects is make people enjoy the game, make people enjoy being outside, uh, let people have fun on the golf course. So that's why he gave us unbelievable amounts of freedom. And I think as an architect to uh, mold the land and come up with all kinds of crazy ideas to keep pushing this game forward. Brandon, the word fun keeps coming up from so many of the modern architects, and it's a word we love to hear. We really appreciate you taking time to join the show, and we'll talk with you soon. Thanks so much for having me on. Take care. A look at who is coming up the rest of the week. They got Dave McClay Kid coming on the show. DM Kid is going to come on. Jim Rubina is going to come on as well. Rob Collins on Friday. Architect Week is going to roll on. All right, we got five things that make a good golf course, Jaime. You got five? I guess so. Uh, I stayed up all night, remember? I know, no. you spent a lot of time <laughs> doing this. All right, so this is about making a golf course sing to you, right? Yeah. I mean, this is what mm -hmm. you love about a golf course. Yeah, and they're simple things. Some of them are intangible. It's personal. But, you know, I think the routing has to be walkable and have something I would call flow. Uh, and I think it should be a hard course to lose a ball on. I think it should have firm turf. I think it should have interesting green complexes that ask for a variety, variety of shots from the fairway and around the green. And the final thing is that the broadest thing is just general aesthetics. You know, it's, it's quirky design features that give a course character, you know, a random bump, a blind shot. Some guys would say, oh, I couldn't see it, it's not in front of me. That's the stuff that actually gives courses their distinction very often, especially the old ones. You know, a well-placed and fitting attractive clubhouse. Uh, that you know serves as a backdrop to find approach on the last hole and just as a gathering place on the first hole and then something like I guess visual composition you know a, a shot should be inviting and it should almost look like uh, a landscape portrait you know it's in your mind you remember it more because it's so beautifully composed and that's what Alistair McKenzie did so well you know he's a camouflage expert he knew how to make the colors and the landforms and everything just flow in this beautiful medley I don't know how you teach that it's art and that's where I think the art of golf architecture really creates this, you know, very passionate group of people who love it.
I, uh, I have a, a list here. I mean, I have playability on mine as well, mm-hmm. kind of going back to the word fun that we keep seeing around is you should walk away having fun playing a golf course. I mean, that's a key part. Natural features, not bringing anything man-made, kind of playing with what you got. Mm-hmm. I always think of Kingsley yeah. in Michigan always feels like that's so natural when you play that golf course. Can I be creative with almost every shot around the green, Heidi? Yeah. I mean, yes. I want to be able to hit mm-hmm. an eight iron, a sand wedge, or, or even a three wood. I mean, you look at Albany last week, and there was yeah. so much creativity around those greens. I love that. It takes me to Scotland. You know, it takes me to the roots of golf. If there are cart paths, because I do think sometimes we get a little too obsessed with the walking. Sure, you and I probably like walking over riding carts, but if yeah. people want to ride in carts, sure. it should be an option. But I do like natural cart paths. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you go take a picture and you don't realize how intrusive those car paths are to the eye until kind of you got your camera out mm-hmm. and you're snapping them. And to me, this is very, very important. I like the mix of easy and yes. hard. You know, yes. my, my buddy Brady, he's a doctor in Omaha. He always talks about needing birdie putts. I want to at least have a few birdie putts around. Now, I don't need to make every one of these birdie putts, but I'd at least to have one of those. And then I also, on the other side of things, think it is important to have certain holes where when you make par, it feels like a reward. Yeah. It feels yeah. like a great score. There are times where par is the goal, right? I mean, par, a lot of the time, is an exceptional score on tough 450-yard par fours with water and trouble around the green. So you mix in kind of the easy and hard. Don't make everything easy. Don't make everything hard. But having that nice mix, I think, kind of uh, kind of gives the golf course a little bit more character. And I'm very lucky to play a course uh, in the Sand Hills, North Carolina, called Mid Pines that I think is a great model for these kind of ideals. It really just invites a good shot. Not that I always hit it, but I just feel as I'm over right. it, it this is it's it's out there for me to follow in a way that gets into your you know your all your senses and it, it just makes golf that much more fun when you do pull it off. I was uh, I was talking to to our pal Andy Johnson, who's going to come on the show later this week. Of course, runs the Fried Egg, and we were talking about National Golf Links versus Shinnecock, mm-hmm. and he was talking about Shinnecock, yeah. and he said, you know, Shinnecock is one of the great golf courses in the world, and he said because if you're older and your handicap is higher, you have options to run up every run single up. one of those shots on the greens, and my brain doesn't see that. Mm-hmm. But when you think about kind of the handicaps and on through the line of types of golfers that can play a golf course each and every day, maybe I see the trouble when other players see options. And that can be a completely different skill set as your option versus what's available to be played. Some of the modern golf courses don't offer that as much as maybe some of the classic architecture. Well, you're yeah. a modern golfer. Wait till you age a few more years. <laughs> Hitting a few you're more runners. a few in there, yeah. Off the throats of it, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun to kind of dive into what makes golf courses great and what doesn't because there's so many options yeah. out there. I mean, every golf course can present great options and every golf course can have a little bit of fun doing it.